welcome back to another episode of 915 Mental Health Podcast. I'm so happy that you're here with us today. Um, for today's episode, a guest here with me today also, but I just wanted to give a warning that for some reason on my end, the audio was kind of glitchy, so you'll hear that a little bit, but for the most part, everything is well, but I just wanted to give you a warning before we get started, so go ahead and let my guest introduce herself. Hi, everyone. Hi, El Paso. Hi, 915. My name is uh, Lizette Venegas. I am a born and raised El Pasoan. I have pretty much lived here my, my whole life. I did leave for a little bit when I joined the military after high school. I came back after I left the military and I left again about six years ago. I am currently living in Pensacola, Florida. But El Paso is my home. It has my heart. And this is, I don't know if I'll ever come back. We'll <laughs> see. You know, but this is where my roots are. So. <laughs> Yay. Awesome. We're so excited to have you. And, and today we're going to be talking about overcoming trauma. So to get us started, Lisa, I'm going to ask you and share a little bit about what is your story? Okay. Um. So... I was sexually abused as a child. It, this started when I was eight years old and mm-hmm. it didn't end until I was 12. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give identity as to who the person was because I don't want the focus of this podcast or of this episode to be on the person themselves. Mm-hmm. So they're identity and any, you know, identifying information will be withheld. Um, It it was a family member, I will say that. Um, And that, unfortunately, that trauma that I endured as a kid, it just snowballed into me starting to drink at 14 years old to kind of, you know, numb the pain that I was going through. Unfortunately, I did not get the proper help that I needed. I I do remember having to go to therapy as a kid, uh, but I don't remember ever attending one-on-one therapy. I remember it being a group therapy. Mm -hmm. I remember just telling my story to these other kids that had been abused just like I was. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember feeling any sort of relief from it. So that's when I, you know, turned to drinking and just kind of over the years, it just spiraled. And uh, I thank God that I never became dependent on alcohol. But Mm -hmm. unfortunately, every single time that I would drink, I I did abuse it. I abused alcohol when I turned 21. Now that I was legal and didn't have to sneak around and have other people have to get alcohol for me and I could just drink essentially whenever I wanted whatever I wanted I do feel like it spiraled and and it just again it just snowballed into me making just bad decision after bad decision after bad decision Uh, one just due to you know the alcohol and two due to these undiagnosed mental illnesses that I had Right. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's 
definitely hard to deal with trauma, especially as a child, because like how you said it, you carry that with you as you grow up and it's kind of a thing that sticks with you. And from that, what tempted you to attempt self-help instead of reaching out for professional help? Like what was your thought process in that? I think that it was just, I don't want to feel what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. and alcohol helped me to forget yeah it helped it helped to just as if it never existed you know um but unfortunately the reality is once the alcohol wore off mm-hmm. uh, it, it just everything came flooding back that the memories of it the just the reality of knowing that this thing happened. It, it, essentially, the alcohol was putting a Band-Aid yeah. on this, this issue. And I thought that was the best way for me to treat it. And it wasn't until I became pregnant at, I was 22 years old, mm-hmm. I was going to be a mom. And I was terrified that what happened to me, would I do this to my son as well? would this be something that is is this a cycle that I'm going to continue is this something that am I now damaged so much that I'm going to end up damaging somebody else and I think that that was like the first inclination that I had that Mm -hmm. I do need to talk to somebody yeah and I do need to get help for this Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can definitely see, you know, the temptation to look for what is accessible to you or what is easy, especially because that type of trauma is very overwhelming. And I think Mm -hmm. it can cause a lot of feelings of like, what do I do? How do I deal with this? And how can I help myself, you know, numb the pain that I'm feeling? So I definitely understand Mm -hmm. that. And how do you think your trauma has affected you and your life? And in what ways has it? (sighs) you know, I just, unfortunately due to the alcohol abuse, Mm -hmm. I have put myself in extremely dangerous situations, drinking and driving. Um, thank God that I have never gotten a DUI. Thank God that I have never killed anybody or hurt myself, that nothing serious has come of it. And It's it, thankfully it's never caused problems for me at work either. It unfortunately has created issues for me in relationships that I've had with not just um, significant others, but also with friends, with family members. Mm-hmm. It's just, I was creating, um, I guess for lack of a better explanation, I was a tornado that was coming through and just damaging yeah relationships around me right because I was hurting so much and the only way that I knew how to stop hurting was to drink but then it created more issues right yeah I definitely see that personally when I've experienced my trauma and it um it kind of falls into that quote of you know hurt people hurt people and I definitely think that mm-hmm. when you are carrying something so heavy that it affects the way 
you know, your emotional well-being, the way that you act with people, the way that you feel, it just kind of creates that effect of, you know, I'm not feeling my best, so I can't give you my best. And it just affects the environment that's around you as well. So I definitely see how, like you said, like that tornado of just just spiraling and it's spiraling also with you know the people that are around you as well and what was your journey in accepting and healing from this trauma um so right now I'm 39 years old and like I had said earlier I started drinking at 14 so Mm -hmm. that is essentially 25 years worth of damage and destruction that I've caused due to alcohol, undiagnosed mental illnesses. So what kind of prompted me this time around to seriously get help was there was a drunk driving incident in March of 2021. Mm -hmm. Um, At the time I was married and just some things had happened with my husband and I that just are not important and they're not relevant uh, to today's topic but I do feel that it's important to mention Mm -hmm. but he and I we just we were not in a really good place I went out drinking and I vividly remember on my way home it was a two-lane highway and you know one direction is going the other direction is coming and I vividly remember purposely swerving onto oncoming traffic and my thought at the time was I just let's have a little bit of fun let's scare these people that are coming towards me let me get into their lane scare them and at the last possible minute let me move over and I did that a few times I was just essentially purposely swerving in and out of traffic Mm -hmm. and that's one of the last memories that I have before waking up in my bed that evening um the next day I knew that I had hit rock bottom I had been this wasn't the first time that I had had I guess suicidal thoughts Mm -hmm. but there was just something about this particular incident that scared the crap out of me yeah because I did like I said thankfully I made it home safe I made it home without hurting anybody But the fact that this is the closest that I have ever come to hurting myself or somebody else, leaving my son without a mom, leaving my family without a daughter, a sister, a cousin, Mm -hmm. that really scared the crap out of me. Um, The very next day I called, I'm, uh, I'm a veteran. I was in the Air Force. So the very next day I called the VA. They have a... I forget what it's called off the top of my head, but it's essentially like a, like a special veterans outreach program. I called that number. They were able to get me in the next day. Um, yeah. Then the very next day. Mm-hmm. And I have been in therapy ever since. And this was March of 2021 that this occurred. Right. So you would say, you know, reaching that point of where you realize that the trauma has affected you so much that you started to have I guess you could say like suicidal tendencies or reaching that point of, you know, not being able to take it anymore. Yes. Uh, And unfortunately, it's not the first time that I've had just 
thoughts that I would be better off dead, not necessarily that I wanted to kill myself or not necessarily mm -hmm. that I had a plan to do so. I did attempt suicide once when I was, I want to say 27. Mm -hmm. And it just, I, I took a handful of sleeping pills. I drank some beer. I just was going through just a really, really hard time um, with an ex of mine mm -hmm. and I, there was just so much noise I felt like in my head and I just wanted it to be quiet I just wanted it to stop right. and I remember just as I was kind of like dozing off it just something scared me something I heard a voice you know inside say like this is not really what you want I called a friend they were able to get me help mm -hmm. But unfortunately, I have had um, just, again, just thoughts of that I'd be better off dead on and off pretty much, I guess, I don't know, my whole life, if you will. Yeah. Um, at one point, I was diagnosed with anxiety, depression, and PTSD. And mm -hmm. the the trauma that I endured, it's, it's not just, okay, this is something that happened when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. but it's, it's the recurring nightmares that I do have. It, it is the PTSD. It, it is the, mm -hmm. the reminders. It is the, I will go weeks or months without thinking about it, without even, you know, without it remembering me, but a certain smell, a cologne will trigger me and I will be down the rat, that rabbit hole. Yeah. A certain, um, if I have a dream, I've, I've had dreams that me as an adult at the age that I am now, I am in bed with my abuser mm -hmm. and just waking up is just an awful, it, it again, it, it sends me down this like just rabbit hole yeah. and, uh, and again, and then it's just, it's just this cycle. Okay. Well, let me drink so that I can forget that I had, that I've had this dream, but then it's causing issues for me in my relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is definitely difficult. Like you said, the trauma is not only when it occurs to you at that time, but it, you carry it with you, you know, yeah. those memories and having mm -hmm. triggering moments or things that just can cause you to remember. It. And it's like you're back there again and you're feeling the same things that you felt when you endured that trauma. And I'm so sorry to hear that. That's so difficult. And it's hard to not be able to escape that feeling and especially remembering it constantly even after you maybe have forgotten about it like for a few weeks or days yes and if you could talk to your younger self that was experiencing that trauma what would you tell her hmm. I think I would tell her to speak up at the very first time that it occurred. Ultimately, I just, I wish that I knew then what I know now. And, and I, I do kick myself, you know, sometimes and, and, and I am kind of hard on myself and I had, I gotten help sooner, I would probably not have caused so much damage and destruction in my, you know, personal life or, you know, in my personal life and in the lives of others. Um, but 
unfortunately I cannot change the past I can only change the future and just my goal from here forward is to just do better and and now that I do have the knowledge that I do and now that I do have the tools um and that I'm using them just making sure that I just continue down this positive healthier path definitely and I know you talking about this and you know, providing insights along the way, you kind of answered this question, but do you have any specific advice that you would give to someone that is trying to overcome their own trauma? Um, first and foremost, cut out whatever addictions you may have, whether it be food, sex, mm -hmm. drugs, alcohol, cut that out and get help um go to therapy if you can if you have the financial resources for it if not um and church is an option for you go to church talk to a priest a pastor if those are not options for you a trusted friend of uh, trust somebody that you a mentor um somebody that that you trust um a counselor at school. Uh, I, I know that this podcast, I think, kind of gears more towards um, somebody who's not as old as me. You know, I, I think you guys kind of gear more towards like teenagers and young adults. Um, if you're in school, if you're in college, they have mental health resources at your schools. Um, again, a solid support system, um, your friends and family and whatnot, if you can would say say something speak up tell somebody don't let it go on not to say that I allowed it to go on as long as I did because I was a kid right but I do wish that I did speak up mm -hmm. and said something and and that I had put a stop to it um but I I do not blame myself I absolutely do not hold any responsibility for what occurred whatsoever. But I do wish that I had, just knowing then what I know now, I do wish that I had spoken up and said something. Right. And yeah, and not, you know, uh, so that it would not have, or so that I would not have endured four years of this. Right. And you bring up something really powerful. Um, you know, you said, I wish I could tell her to speak up, but I don't blame myself. And I think that's really important to recognize. And that's really strong of you to say, because the trauma that happens to you isn't your fault, no matter what it is, because it doesn't happen to you, if that makes sense. You didn't mm -hmm. want, obviously, you didn't want it to happen. Right. And I'm really glad that you brought it up because I really feel like a lot of people that do deal with trauma, it's kind of hard to steer away from blaming yourself. Like maybe if I did this, this wouldn't have happened. If I didn't say this or if I did say this, mm -hmm. that wouldn't have happened. And I think it's really important to recognize that it's not your fault. And no matter what you could have done, it may have prevented it and it may have not. But at the end of the day, it's something that did happen. But the way that you deal with it, I think makes the bigger difference and how would you say your life has changed since you have started to work through your trauma 
Well, first and foremost, we with the um, the therapy that I've been doing, I cut out alcohol. Mm-hmm. I stopped drinking. Um, I was successful for about eight months, and then I tried to kind of incorporate drinking again and see, okay, well maybe like let's try to be a social drinker. Um, but once I knew that 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 was not going to work for me, I just completely cut it out. And now this time around, I've been sober for about eight months now. Um, so that was, I think one of the most important things that I did need to do is, is okay, completely cut the alcohol out and let's like get down to the root of the issue. Um, I did get psychological testing done through the VA and they just reconfirmed for me what had been I guess, confirmed for me in the past of my diagnosis with anxiety, depression. Mm -hmm. Um, But they also added another one of ADHD, Mm -hmm. which I did not know that I have or that I had. And I just found this out about maybe three months ago, Mm -hmm. I want to say. So I just kind of feeling, oh, shit. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you might need to bleep that out. But so not only am I dealing with trauma with an alcohol, um, I don't know if addiction is the right word, but just, you know, abusing it, but undiagnosed and untreated mental health illnesses. And it's just feeling like, okay, what else can I endure? Mm-hmm. But as going to church has also helped a lot with, uh, for me personally, uh, this may not be everybody's cup of tea and that's okay. But for me personally, building or having a one-on-one relationship with God has helped me so, so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel as if having faith is honestly kind of what keeps me going Mm-hmm. it gives me the strength to keep going and, and to, to just remind myself that everything's going to be okay. Because I, I still have bad days, like even with the dreams again, spiraling into this rabbit hole. And, and I appreciate you acknowledging that, that it, you know, it wasn't my fault and I don't take blame for it, but that was something that was very hard for me to, to work through. And even now when things kind of get quiet and my mind is just spinning, I do feel disgusted with myself. I do feel shame. I do feel guilt. I do blame myself, but then I have to put a stop to those thoughts and kind of redirect and say, no, it's not your fault. You shouldn't feel guilty. You shouldn't feel shameful let's turn this around so that I don't my fear is that if I allow those negative thoughts to take over that I'm going to start drinking again and essentially go back to these old bad habits that I used to have and I already know that if I do that I'm not going to be at my healthiest yeah which is is a goal of mine for me to be mentally healthy Right. That's really powerful the way that you've been able to recognize, you know, having those negative thoughts and being able to redirect and be like, no, if I follow these thoughts, they're not going to take me to the place where I want to be or I should be. 
Mm-hmm. And since you started working through your trauma, would you say that your relationships have improved? Has your overall health has improved? I will say that this is probably the happiest and healthiest that I have been, not just physically or not just mentally, but spiritually, emotionally, physically. I This is probably the best that I have felt in a very, very long time. Um, I still have bad days. I still have days where I'll call in sick to work and I'll do the bare minimum. I take, I drop my son off at the bus stop. I'll go back to bed and I will sleep the entire day away. Mm-hmm. Um, I've um, stayed in bed for four days um, just because like just the depression is, is just too much. And, and, and I just, I, I can't deal with it. But I do my best to to get myself out of that funk. Um, And I don't want to say that it's easy or, you know, dismiss anybody who may be having a tougher time than me. I give myself grace a lot and, and I tell myself, okay, Liz, that, you know, you're, you're feeling this way, let process your emotions, feel what you have to feel, mm-hmm. you know, but at some point uh, for me, staying, staying down is not an option for me personally. Yeah. It's, it's not an option. I refuse to let this trauma win. I refuse to be a victim I refuse to let my abuser um, win. I'm not going to. I am. I am going to be successful. I am going to be happy. I am going to win. I am going to live my life the best that I can, given the circumstances of what occurred. Wow, those were. You said that so perfectly, not letting your trauma win and overcoming it so you can be your happiest and you can live the life that you deserve to live. That is really awesome. Thank you so much for saying that. And in all of this, what have you learned from dealing with your trauma and healing from it? Part of me wishes that I had started sooner. you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. I do wish that I knew then what I know now. I wish that I had the proper tools back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's not easy for for men, mental health resources. I know not everybody has them. You know, mental health is expensive. Not everybody has the the money or the to pay for insurance to pay for visits. So I do think that that is an issue. Um, unfortunately, mm-hmm. just in this country, uh, just as a whole. Um, but if you can, if you don't have the mental health resources to see a professional, but get a solid support system around you. I think that's also been another key thing for me is my family, I think has been a really good source of a support system. My friends, you know, both back at home and in Florida, mm-hmm. they have been monumental for me in, you know, just being successful and being happy. Um 
try give yourself grace do the best that you can um if you have a bad day it, it, you know um it, it's okay if if you're not okay that day if you're not okay that week if you if you're not okay that month that's okay but just try not to stay there try try not to let whatever it is that is those demons whatever that you might be dealing with try not to let those win because like you said I don't need that the, the life that you deserve you know mm-hmm. it just I believe that God put us here on this earth he has a plan for us he he put us on here for a reason for a purpose let's find that purpose you know and and for me it may if this podcast helps one person maybe my purpose here is done I don't know what my purpose my my plan or purpose in life is but if this will lead to somebody getting help then I that's it and and I would hope that you know for those that are listening if this is true for you as well you're there's this meme that I've come across that I've been coming across a lot but your story could be somebody else's survival guide someday yes and so just do what you can to get the help that you can. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for your words and your insight and sharing your story along the way. I, you kept it very real for us. And I really appreciate that. You know, overcoming trauma is not easy and it's not going to be no, absolutely not a step-by-step guide. And it's definitely not going to be linear because you know, as you begin to heal, like you said, there's other things that are going to arise because trauma affects you in so many ways that you're going to have mm-hmm. to deal with more than just dealing with your trauma, but also healing different parts of yourself, healing relationships and yes. learning how to live, like I said, like the life that you deserve. And yes. thank you so much for giving us your powerful words your powerful testimonies and i know for anybody listening to this overcoming trauma Mm -hmm. and now we know that there is lots of people out there that are going through the same struggles and it's not an easy struggle to go through so know that you are not alone and you definitely have me i know lizette would definitely be there (laughs) for you I want to talk about you know the trauma you're going through or the struggles that you're going through and overcoming it but thank you so much for taking the time to be with us here today and we appreciate you a lot thank you so much for having me I do I appreciate this so so much and and I don't want to make it sound like it's it's easy because this is like you said it's not an easy journey at all mm-hmm. Just, you know, give yourself grace do the best that you can um if if and I don't know if this is allowed or not, but if anybody does have any other questions or or needs guidance or advice, I am on Facebook, Lizette Venegas. I think there's a few of us on there, so I don't know how you could differentiate me from <laughs> Lizette Venegas. Um, oh, actually, on Instagram, on Instagram, I am at AJ's Mom 83, and uh, I'm no professional by any means whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but just I've, there's tips and tricks that I've learned along the way on my own journey. If anybody out there would like um, any help or if there is anything that I can, anything additional that I can do for anybody, please reach out to me. I, I would love nothing more than to help to guide you somehow. 
Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for that. We'll definitely put her ads um, when the podcast uploads. So if you guys do want to reach out to her, you have the availability to do so as well. But thank you so much for having me. I appreciate this so, so much. Yeah, you'll just, you'll never know how much this means to me. So thank you so, so much. Thank you.